Hello. Hello. Welcome to Industry Tactics. Uh, this episode, before we get started, starts out with a high-speed chase. Andrew and I are trying to make good on some lateness because you know if there's one thing I hate, it's lateness. And uh, our special guest on today's episode, we are both cut from the same clock. So you'll hear the evolution of that term come to life here right off the bat. And uh, enjoy, friends. Enjoy. I obsess over time too, so you know this isn't good for my body either, right? Like I'm, I'm cut from the same fucking clock. Cloth. I'm Did you cut say clock? clock. I'm cut from the same clock as he is, right? Lateness really, as you can tell in my driving here, really affects my core. So we are not in a good state here. We are. All right, we gotta talk. We're talking five minutes here. 12.59. Um, yeah, I know, but I'm already seeing it as a half hour late, right? And he's seeing it as a half hour late too, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. technically, we're 40 minutes late. What we all need to... You gotta slow down. What no, we, no, what we need to I'm understand... Yeah, you're right. I'm doing 120 here. I'm trying to make up some time. No, not smart. <laughs> That's not smart, especially because... Uh, there was a deer out the window there earlier. There is a deer. Let's take a look for that little deer. Yeah. You no, look at the no, front, no. and I will... See, Make sure we don't fucking Emsdale, and we were driving out of Emsdale. You son of a... Oh, shit. Is that a copper? No. Are we fucked here? No. no. Just... Okay. just Spicoli's Pizza. Just we're riding it. Hang on tight. Oh, oh shit. Okay. All right. What? One, one o'clock. We're officially late on our late. Okay. Oh. Well, well, there's the highway. Okay. So, we're He's talking... right above the highway, I'm pretty we're sure. We're talking just a couple minutes here. What you okay. both need to come to an understanding is yeah, that yeah, the world yeah, does yeah. not operate on your clock. Well, it doesn't until the goddamn GPS. Hey, five eight, what? 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 what five eighteen west. Fuck. Oh my god. Okay. Well, there you have it. Five eighteen west. Hang a right. God damn. And he's one zero zero three. Five eighteen west. Two, right. 21 no keep going keep going we're 2200, not 2200 okay 2200 okay oh there, that, that might be a cop I'm just okay. gonna do my 80 my, my legal obligation here yeah don't go slower than yeah 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 exactly <laughs> 1003 518 right did I say that is that 1003 518 west I got it written right here yeah, one one zero three. Exit eleven at two four eight. We did. All right, I'm gonna say that we're we're not far off here. Like we're probably three minutes off. Okay. But your job is to not kill us. Yep. Okay. So right this up here. Feel right. Yeah. Go right up here. Okay. Go left up here. Okay. okay. <laughs> up here, go left. Okay, there yeah. it is. Five eighteen west. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and then he's up there. It's on the left side. Oh fuck. Okay, you're right. We're probably close to it. Yep. In the world, two minutes is the difference in a in the, the yep. yeah, you're right. how you're set right. someone's clock is. Yes. Yes. Make sure you look both ways. Yep, got it. 
and go. It's right over here. I can feel it. No, in the world, life is a race. No, no, that's wrong. It's right over the bend. He's not far from the highway. We're, we're on it. This feels totally right. Okay, good. Whew. Jesus. Who knows what kind of energy we're walking in on, though. Let's hope it's calm, collected, and beautiful energy. No guarantees, though. No guarantee on that. Certain shit, no guarantee on that. One zero zero three. I think my GPS is telling me a, a ways. Uh, That's one three zero on the right. One three seven. So. Mm, yeah, it might have been longer than I thought. Been a few block up. It's been a while. We may be five minutes late. All right, we're gonna right? say we got lost. Sorry, Joe. We got a little lost, which is not a lie. Two four three. Okay. We're oh, back. don't want to get by that. No, he's not touching <laughs> us. This puke with his digger. <laughs> and the other risk right now is just blowing past the the, the 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 house. Yeah. 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 Did those uh, lentils give you a little bit of gas? Gasoline? Don't think so. I think yeah. that's probably your nerves. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, lentils will do that, but my metabolism yeah. isn't that fast. No. No. Starting route to 1003 Highway 518 West. In 2.9 kilometers, the destination is on your left. 2.9. That's a girl. Why did she just start telling me that? Yeah, I know. She just started talking now. How did you keep her on mute for that long? It's amazing. Here's a question for you. Yeah. Will you be able to kind of just? set us up in the midst of madness? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. I've done that before. So like we did with, with Alec? Yeah. Okay. And I'll just try to walk him through in the meantime and see how it goes. Alright. Point and click, okay? Point, point and click. Point and click. Joe, I'm really sorry we were running late. He just fucking kept talking. We'll blame it on Hoxley. Yeah. Joe. I'm sorry, okay? People don't always show up on time. You're going to have to adapt. Are you going to grovel? Yeah, I'm just practicing some, some line. No, I'm not going to grovel, no. Don't grovel. I'll be forever sorry. Look, this guy's a newspaper delivery guy, I think. No. He's just turning in there. He's got to be right around the bend here. Yep. 104. 103. That's what we're going for. You know, I know I'm talking about the time. 105 now. 105. What this joke? Okay, kid? let's get in a good state wait, here. Wait, Let's get in a good state here. Yeah, 697. She's coming up. She's coming up. 967. You got a. I have you dyslexia. Have a, you have an issue. Oh, that could be Joe. This is Joe. We're on. I'm gonna slow down so he doesn't see me speeding like a maniac. We're late and we apologize sincerely. Of course. You want to come in or are you going to walk it? I walk. Okay. Let's walk it. Oh boy. Yeah, that was You fun. are trespassing back in now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's not going to kill us, is he? I walk. No, 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 he's loving. He's loving. But look at that walk. In the rear view mirror. At least we know where he is. Yeah. 
right? Sure. It makes you feel good. Yeah, you see how that's quickly classic. I slowed down because I didn't want him to see me speeding like a maniac. Yeah, that's a classic maneuver. You want to learn some serious tactics? Welcome to Industry Tactics. Today's special guest is the famous painter and musician Mendelssohn Joe from his home in the middle of nowhere. A beautiful log home. One of a kind, this man is. He's a one of a kind. And uh, have a good time. I hope you enjoy this conversation with none other than Mendelssohn Joe. Same. Nice to see you. Yeah! We're doing it. Yep. I'm gonna get the stuff. Alright. Is that your hundy? It is. Is it good? You remember it? No. 175,000. It's really good, Joe. I'll help. Give me some stuff. No, 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 no. That's it. That's it. That's all. Okay. That's all she wrote. Well, there is a problem. What's up? We're going on ice, so. You got, are, do you have treads at all on your feet? I got good boots. Decent, yeah. Okay, Decent. you don't want me to carry stuff? That's up to you. I'm very good at it. I'm going to leave my door open. Lock the car. Come on. Lock Out it. Out here? You don't understand where you are. I locked it. Good. I thought I knew where I was. People around here are just as screwed up as anybody else. Okay, fair enough. Ice gentlemen. Right. Okay, thank you, Joe. Um, very icy here. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Slippery icy. Did you, have icy. did you have much snow up here this year? No, not compared to normal, no. No? And then has there been a thaw yet, or? Yes. A little bit of a thaw? On and off. On and off, eh? Okay, so here's how you go up. You pull your way up with the rope. All right. Well Watch done. me. Perfect. Oh, he wasn't joking. It's slippery. Got you got to grab those. It's going to seem dark in here because it's dark in here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow, what a great place. Okay, sir, walk, walk through and deposit your stuff here. All right, great. No problem. Right there. I'll put on as many lights as I can to oh, wow. so you can see. It's perfect. Perfect is the nice. Oh yeah. Okay, wow. I'll put on some lights so you can see better. Great. Where, where, where were you thinking we could uh, sit down? Well, because anywhere we can do I'm it. I'm glad anywhere. you don't have a lot of equipment. No. So uh, there are three uh, available chairs. Yeah. You'll sit on one, yeah. I'll sit on one, and you'll stand or sit or do whatever you do. Perfect. Yeah. We do it over here. All right. Good, good Joe. Good. Because Love you're, it. you're, you're, are you in the shots? Do you have to be in the shots? Only audio. Okay. Well, audio? Then it's very simple. That, then we, easy. 
then we put me here. Yeah. We put you there. Yeah. Or you. you yep. I yep. don't know. Perfect. And one person sits there. I can there. sit there. That's perfect. It's okay. Great. It's great. The main thing is, is you have to read a sign before we continue. No problem. Right behind you, it says house rules. House rules. Touch no art. Touch no thing. Ask and I'll be happy to handle or dust a piece. Thank you. Please reread House Rules. Peace. That's it. So people like to touch things. Yeah. Yeah. Because they've been raised by um, Rob Ford. Yeah, yeah. So the thing is, is just ask first that I'm very easy to get along with. Okay. And I'm not deaf yet. Okay. So here's carrots. Oh, nice. Here's figs. Here's water. Fantastic. Thank you Joe. so much. What? It's a treat. Well, it's a treat for sure. Any day with figs in okay, it so you want to sit day. there? I'll sit here and I and do you have a plug that I could plug into? Yes. Okay, that's all I need. Just okay. two, two. You go over there. Or three outlets. Put your stuff on the floor or on the couch with you, and I'll provide you with power. Okay. The power is at up. your feet. Okay, awesome. That's all I need. You see that white button there? Yep. Yeah. You push that down, you get power. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, go ahead. This. The vinyl if there's no picture, what are these for? Uh, Joe sounds nice. That Thank was a you. nice little uh, sniffle. A Mendelssohn Joe sniffle. Mendelssohn Joe sniffle. Joe, well, say hello for me. Hello. One more time. Hello. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. We're here. We made it. We're honored to be here in... Uh, Thank you. Would I say this is your living room? Uh, this home. is this is actually the office area. We're here in the office area, and when I think of you, I think of memorable times painting. You you've painted. I've had the the honor of being painted by you twice. Yes. Yeah? Thank you. In that zone right there, I spoke to Hoxley about this. Eating the fresh blueberries. He sat there too. Yeah. And his mother sat there. Oh, that's special. I'm sure his dog would have sat there. His his former girlfriend sat there. Unreal. Wow. She was very nice to me too. And. uh I think of you in this room. Yes. Uh, and we're podcasting here, so you can't see the room, but I think of you calling CBC Radio Ontario today and telling them what you think of the Ontario tax, I don't know, you know, the, the laws, or just, you know, being a very active from this room. I yes, don't know. I, true. Do you write letters in this room? Yes. And uh, now I don't, The almost none of the CBC programs have access via telephone anymore, except Ontario Morning. Oh. So you can't get through to The Current. Okay. You can't get through to any of the programs on the telephone. So uh, that's because of the cuts, which began under Mulroney, accelerated under the liar, liberal Cretan, and of course under the butcher, freak, fascist Harper. Okay. It's true what I said. Oh yeah. If you oh, lose yeah. CBC, You've been if you lose CBC, you ha you lose your spine, and without your spine, try and walk. Right. Well, one of the things we've been talking about on the way up here is the slow decline of the public education system, the public health system, and our beloved public, CBC, right? But if you yeah, but it, if that's true, and I agree with you, if that's true, what are you doing about it? 
Well, I talked about you. Okay. And, uh, and you are Thank an inspiration you. on that end to, to engage but with writing a letter, making it's a phone call. Letters, letter. the only good thing about writing a letter as opposed to sending it digitally yeah. is, is it takes up physical space. And, and if you do write big postcards the way I do, yeah. everyone in the post office oh. gets, gets to read the postcard. Yeah. That's your water. That's my water. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. So... The whole thing is, is if we don't engage ourselves as much as mm-hmm. you're engaging mm-hmm. uh, via uh, this conversation, which will be broadcasted digitally, right? Yes. Okay, that's shared. a good thing uh, in the sense that people who are interested in what you and Andrew have to say, uh, they, they'll come aboard and maybe in a big way, who knows? The bottom line is, is if they're passive, passive people wind up in prisons or in ditches. Mm. Whoa! That's what happens. One of watch our... Trump. <laughs> yeah, not so passive. Well, he's he's he, if he were to have uh, achieved his the zenith of his ignorance and become the president, watch what happens. Yeah. There will be people in ditches. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. I'm not exaggerating. That's the problem. Yeah. I'm not exaggerating. That's how frightening things are right now because people are passive. I think of you, and I think a part of the reason us coming here to, yes, sir. To, 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 and thank you for opening your home to us, talking, having this conversation. We're connected, Joe, by yes. the CBC. We are. It's our spine, it's our cultural spine. But you, no, I mean you and I. I mean, yes, I mean this. that's this, how I found okay. you. You wrote a letter. You wrote a letter blindly to the CBC and said, "This was an interesting thing that I heard. Please send it and connect with this guy." And boom, that was what? How many years ago was that? Do you know? No, but I, what I do know is, is they are running out of stamps at the CBC. Yeah. The CBC, uh, uh, it's been butchered, and it's because of the passivity of people, mm-hmm. all- allowing it, tolerating it. And if you really care about the CBC, which uh, I just wrote a card about it uh, just to um, Melanie Jolie. Yeah. She's the Minister yeah. of Heritage. Uh, Culture. Yes. I think. I, yes, Heritage. I just yeah. met her uh, in, she's in Toronto. The, yes. She's the person we have to deal with in order to reach Trudeau for to make him uh, reinvest in the CBC. Right. It, we're And they just did. They just announced it. So That's the beginning. That's exciting, uh, I think. Uh, 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 okay, it is. You're you're right. You know. So I'll just say good. What take me through? So, Joe, you reached out to the CBC because you heard Rich on the CBC. Yeah, he must have done something on the CBC. What, because would, what would that have been, Richard? It was a a, a thing, a, a piece on Outfront called Brampton Losers celebrating the underdogs. And what year? Oh my God, who knows? No one. Long knows. time. None 2000? of us. Over ten years no. ago. No. Yeah, it would. I would say it was probably late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah. And it was musical, or it was it was, it was a bit of both, right? It, it had musical weirdos. Was, it was it was celebrating weirdos in my hometown. All I know was, was is right. if yeah. I respond to it in a positive way, it must have real value right. because I'm, I'm I don't respond to things uh, unless they're odious or they they show imagination. Joe, it had real value to me though because you know you found me. This guy living out here had ears, you know, and uh, and a heart and and that meant the world. It still means the world to me that well, it's it makes you feel less you alone. You like me because I'm not passive. That's why you like me because I respond to something that you in your case right. you are putting out in the world. Right. Right. So, uh 
most people are passive. They don't respond. They don't recognize their culture when it's in their ears or in their face. They don't recognize it. Once you're dead, they recognize you. That's why this sure. media glut over Rob Ford. I took two gravels the other day <laughs> listening and, and wa- reading about Rob Ford. Uh-huh. Th- that's what makes people jump. Uh, yeah. They have Death. to remember that our culture is available to us all the time, every minute of our lives. And it's alive. Thank yeah. you, sir. Yeah. So you guys, you guys were, you heard something. You reached out to Richard, and then Richard reached back. Yeah. Yeah. We and we've been writing letters ever since, and it, it, it keeps getting richer and richer. And, and uh, I have a whole box at home full of <laughs> because the way we write letters is, yeah. and I, it took me a couple of uh, letters to figure this out. He Joe, when I first wrote him a letter, said, "Your handwriting is atrocious." I can't read what you're not communicating properly. So ever since I've been using my... Comp- I'll type it out. You're good. I'll type it. I follow your rules. Yeah, but when you write your thesis, they're not doing it in your handwriting. It'll oh, be typed God knows. out. I hope not. And uh, <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, and so Joe will mark the letter, write on it, and it's a back and forth. So I have entire, the entire conversation over these uh, 15, 20 years maybe. Yeah. Not true. I write to you uh, spontaneously without having to re- respond to you. Right, that's And I nice. save those too. Okay. So but some those, of them are one-sided. But that means you can read my writing. <laughs> oh, I've learned to understand every word. Inspiratio. <laughs> All the Joe-isms. Mm. We know and accept and love. Right. Thank you. It's funny that you said that El- M- Emsdale? Is that where we are? Emsdale. Emsdale is just a post office because it sounds like you've like hit Holy the... Holy cow. You're in the place you want to be. Just a post office. <laughs> well, I, I always tell people, think EMS, uh, Emergency Services, Dale. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. nice one. Okay, that's well, easy. Because they always seem to think it's called Elmsdale. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And there is a place called pizzazz. Elmsdale. Yeah. Sure. So it's, it's just... Uh, post office with a credit union and there i mean there are uh plenty of people uh, i i think the population of emsdale's a couple of hundred people maybe okay i don't know okay mm. but i don't live in emsdale i live in the rural community outside of emsdale see this is not emsdale right okay <laughs> well that sounds like a nice relationship you guys have formed holy cow it's uh you are a as a as an artist as a growing artist on my end you continue to be uh i don't know just that character that you joe you're really important to me you Thank know you. and i don't know how to put it into well, words well you're but... important to me that's where i respond yeah and uh that's where i play guitar every day it's important to me yeah 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 and um you know so I wrote a bunch of questions down for you. I, you're fascinating. You know that, of course. But I want to well, kind of tap into... I, it, I have a lot of questions I've never asked you. Oh, you, know? you can ask anything um, you want. I think fascinating is... You're, I think that's supposed to be a compliment. But yeah, I think most it people, if you allow them to speak their truth, you might find that they're fascinating in their ignorance. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Joe, well, that, yeah, yeah I mean, no there's argument different ways there. to look at life. I, yeah. Some people believe in God, you know what I mean? Yeah. God's on vacation for me. Well, <laughs> no, but listen, since Trudeau comes into power, you're, there's, a, there's, there's a little bit of a, a tinge of hope, in a, more of a tinge of hope. You, you're in, eh? You're, I'm in. Yeah, I'm seeing it in your, just in your letters. No I, question. And then, and I was wrong about him, and I love being wrong. Same. 
You you vote, you were a, a, a Mulcair fan before the election, or I am a Mulcair fan. Me too. He, yeah. He uh, screwed up, in my opinion. Yeah. But um, I am a Mulcair fan, uh, especially in the context of what he does in Parliament. Yeah. He he he. He goes tra- for it. Yeah. He's capable. He's a per- he's a perfect lawyer. Yeah. And just like that woman who defended Gomeshi, she yeah. was the perfect lawyer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like Mulcair, just that he lost his way. But I just left him a message on his phone just before you came. I said t- two things he has to do t- in order to stay the leader of the NDP. Yeah. The first thing is is he has to uh, say that C-51 has to be uh, completely, completely struck. Yeah. Completely struck. And the second thing he has to do is say, tell Trudeau or tell tell his his constituents who, who who needed leadership is that we have to stop dealing with Saudi Arabia this second. Yes, that's it. Yeah, that's all he has to do. Yeah, and he'll be leader of the NDP for another five years or however and long. And he'll have your vote. He already has my vote, yeah. and I told him how he fucked up. <laughs> I well, how? I've told him right from the beginning uh, what he was doing wrong, and of course he did, he. He has written to me a couple of times. Well, that's nice. Y- yeah, but it doesn't mean anything because if he were smart, he would be re- he'd be calling me and saying, "What am I doing wrong?" And I would have said, "Stop the stupid smiling to the camera. Don't look at the camera. Just use your brain as if you're in parliament." Yeah. He yeah. screwed up because yeah, the so campaign. he was being coached by assholes. Yeah, yeah. the campaign was trying to. Try- he was yeah. he was oh, being yeah. coached oh, yeah. by media assholes. Yeah. yeah, I think he got his when his approval was at its highest. When it looked like, whoa, we might get an NDP majority government, it was that was all coming from what people had seen him do in Parliament, and then the campaign started. Yeah, and it the wheels fell off. Just slowly so, fell off. I remember yeah. we had a conversation early in the summer, and I was like, I think we could have an NDP ma- majority government. And you were like, well, I hope so, because he was his polling was so high. Yeah. And then yeah. it all just came down. Angry Tom. Angry well, he, Tom came into I'm, play an, too. Uh, I'm Angry Joe, but the thing <laughs> is, is, it doesn't get you anywhere. And with the the Trudeau had everything going for him plus luck. Right. Yeah. He had everything going for him. He his I I told people about his boxing match, and I said that guy. Can can do this thing, he has to learn on the job. And what is he doing now? Learning on the job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's and you know what? Yeah. Why not? And I've heard uh, Melanie Jolie talk, and she's got some great things to say and great ideas so far. Uh, I let's wish. Hope. I wish I agreed. No. Not yet. Not let's yet. see what happens. I, that CBC little. I mean, that's part of the solution. That's part of the solution. That that in you know the it's money. It's a big that they part. Get, yeah. It's a big yeah. part. Yeah. You know, I can't. We can't under, underestimate uh, what a lot of money can do. You know, it's part of the solution. Right, and of course, you need someone running the CBC yeah. who who has vision and who is. The, the problem is, is too many people are going to and from the bank, and it's us they have to thank. Yeah. That's the problem. You know, and I I think yeah. about people who who are. Meanwhile, they're they're making tons of money, and they're thinking about their money. I don't think about money. Mm-hmm. I just think that money is can be useful uh, if it's in the hands of people who are not greedy. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. 
Yeah, there, I I, I kind of see it with the CBC as a model shift. They need a real model shift to remain competitive and relevant. I really think that you know, and, and, a, and a maybe maybe a changing of the priorities. Like it just doesn't seem like you know certain things like like something as simple as a science show run by Bob McDonald. Yeah, but it, it it exists. When he goes, though, Joe. But he'll die. Will they replace Everyone it? dies. Sure. <laughs> I, I'll be dead tomorrow. It's, it's the one thing we know. Not tomorrow. It's the one thing we know. You every know? day of my life is my last day, and that's the only well. way to live. You live it well. You Thank got a you. really great. Well, it's the only way to live if you recognize it. Yeah. That yeah. way, you don't waste your time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about what got you to this place, because I that's part of part of what that, you lived that your thought, life proper. Yeah. It's because I rode yeah. a motorcycle for thirty five years, all seasons. Yeah. You know, you, today is your last day. <laughs> you know it. Yeah. And of, why am I alive? Because I'm good at it and I'm lucky. Uh huh. Two still, things. Do you still have a bike? No. No. It's not practical. It's not practical. I'm not a recreational uh, mm-hmm. ex- asphyxiationalist. Yeah. Right. I only use the bike for getting from point A to point B, just like you use your Hyundai. Yeah. Yeah, the old Elantra It just happens. Right. I like. I'm I'm a little bit nutty about risk taking. Yeah. I like to go on fast bikes. Yeah. That's just my problem. I was raised this way. Right. But then you you said earlier you were a bit of a paranoiac when it comes to totally uh, paranoid. <laughs> I am I am a proud paranoia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Proud. <laughs> you know, I yeah, I would I, like I would expect that being around me would make you irritated by my paranoia, though. No, I would dress everybody in fluorescent colors and have them wear helmets. <laughs> Okay, now we're that was a joke. It. No, no, that no. That was a joke. You know what I... But, <laughs> I was well, just as playing we were, with you. As we were pulling up and you were wearing the fluorescence, I was like, well, he's walking on the road. Why would anyone do otherwise? Like, why, right. why wouldn't you well, put on you, your... The, the fines are higher if you kill a road worker up here. Right. So I, I dress like a road worker and I dress like I'm in the bush because there are people around here with semi-automatic weapons. Yeah. Right, right. right. And, and you they like to play. And right. you ain't no dar. So how long? How long? Ain't, ain't no who? Dar? Deer. Deer. Yeah, that's what I said. Right. I'm fucking from Emsdale. Holy oh, damn. When, when did you move up here? 2000. 2000. So we've been pen pals post that because I've only been writing you here. POA. Okay. I won't give the rest away. Right. So, uh. 2000. Let's get into it. Well, yeah, we're into it. We're into this. Let's ask Joe. So when did you start making music? Go. Professionally? Oh, well, you. I started in 55 on the guitar. 1955? 1955 on the guitar. What, was that uh, inspired it. by the rock and roll of the age? or Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, w- once I heard Little Richard... Well, Jimmy Reed was the first one who, who inspired me. And my sister had a guitar, which she never played because she didn't have the interest or the talent. And so I started on her guitar, and uh, it's still in the family. Wow. 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 I was lucky that she had a guitar. And you grew up I'm a drummer of... in my head, see? Yeah. That's my whole thing is time. I'm a timekeeper. Uh, yeah, we're yeah. cut from the same clock. Yeah. <laughs> but, but but the problem is, is is that I only had a guitar, so I taught myself how to play guitar, and I'm still teaching myself. Nice. Thank you. And, Joe, you grew up outside of just near Canada's Wonderland, is that right? No, 
I grew up in Toronto on uh, as a child. Okay. Uh, uh, my first memory was living in Toronto, and then Where, they, whereabouts in the city? Three sixteen Lonsdale Road, uh, which is Forest Hill. We lived right. in an apartment. Uh, uh, and that's where I experienced my first anti-Semitism. I was beaten up as a four-year-old. So um, then they bought a house. My parents bought a house in uh, what is now suburban Toronto. And then they moved to Maple when I was 13, which means Maple back then in 58 was a farm town. Yeah, That's where I started to become who I am because I had to learn how to survive uh, living at the end of a half mile lane <laughs> from anything. Right. Yeah. You right. walk. I'm a walker. You're yes. a walker. I'm a walker. And a hitchhiker. And cut to now. How often do you walk? How far do you walk in a day? Then we'll go back to. Well, it depends upon the state of my health. I, I'm having health problems. I'm dying, and it, I'm not joking. Uh, we are. We're all dying. It's a question of how painful the death is. How yeah. how it's coming. So yeah. I have, a f- and I'm not going to talk about my medical problems. Okay. So I'll just say I'm dying, and it's just part of life. Yeah. It is, and. Um... All right, well, let's cut back to Maple. Maple. Times so, in Canada's Wonderland. What was... was well, so, there was no Wonderland there. That, that was all farms. <laughs> this ain't no Wonderland. No. There, in 58, it was... Uh, the big the big statement about Maple was there was a feed mill experimental farm uh, run by Suregain, which is a corporation that may, uh, w- uh, was involved in scientific uh, production of different types of feed. Huh feed mill still around i don't know i haven't been to maple in sure gain sure gain s h u r hyphen g a i n okay so i was raised there and i was raised around um mostly uh er, uh, uh farm kids yeah. so that's in my book that just came out i have a book that just came out this month or last month i talk about it and i say i learned how to say good day <laughs> what's the book joe it's called Joe's Neighbors. It's portraits of my neighbors. Oh my God! Nice. I don't know about God. Do you have copies here? Yes. I'm gonna to talk to you after after this about Joe's Neighbors. Okay. Well, okay. this is exciting. So, I don't know about that. This is exciting. So, fifty-five. Jimmy Reed. Jimmy Reed starts did playing it. the guitar. Well, Little Jimmy Richard. Reed, when uh, when you lived in Toronto in fifty-five. You could hear American radio stations. Yeah. And once I heard Jimmy Reed, do you know who he is? I don't really know who Jimmy okay. Reed is. I know the name. Jimmy Reed played what I would describe as very primitive guitar blues by himself, and he played harmonica at the same time. Right. And mm-hmm. I can't explain, there are a lot of things I can't explain. One of them is, is why I gravitate so strongly to blues based music. Right. And specifically, r- the real thing, authentic blues-based music. Mm. So there's a lot of blues emulations that came about, and I was probably part of that myself, right. because I'm not black from Chicago or from Mississippi. Right. But I, when I heard Jimmy Reed, and then I heard Little Richard, and I heard Jerry Lee Lewis and Elvis, this is all in a very short period of time. Mm. All their musics, or most of their musics, Elvis w- sort of flipped and flopped from pop to, to rock, but it was real rock and roll. I just knew the meaning of life. 
It was just like women's tits. Right. There's nothing else. Right. Right. <laughs> right. There's nothing else. Tell me what else there is. There, I'm a mammal. What there, is a what else is there? I had a some of my questions written down for you and I and I and I literally last night wrote It's all it's all there for me. Now I'm tits. some people will listen to melody <laughs> yeah. and they get it the same way I got this blues thing. The, the groove. It's the groove. Yeah. yeah. But but there something comes with the groove. There's a truth from the people who wrote the songs. There's some people who write songs who tell the truth. Yeah. And it could be in any genre. I mean, John Lennon didn't, he wasn't a blues musician, yeah. but he told a lot of truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite song in the whole world is a John Lennon song called Imagine. Right. That's not a blues song. No. But I. I didn't listen to lyrics back then because I couldn't tell what they were talking about yeah, because yeah. most of them were Americans. Yeah, yeah. And they were maybe a bit older. Maybe a bit. About 100 years older. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a lot older. Jimmy Reed back then was probably in his 30s and I was uh, 11. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know, it's funny that wow. you, you say you, you understood, like you knew the you knew Oh, right like, away. Because you hear a lot of like the, the English bands from... <laughs> Around the, like the mid '60s, uh, like the Yardbirds and and like they listened to Jimmy they, Reed and like Cream, they were blown away. Like even Rolling Stones, you hear uh, Keith Richards talk about it. When he heard that, it was like he understood his right everything, and he understood his whole life. He that, knew what he was going to do, that's, and that's it. And I I recently bought his latest record. I've never bought a a, mm -hmm. a Keith Richard record. I bought one Rolling Stone record, and mm -hmm. that his latest record. Which I've given away already, is really good. You're big on it's, that, yeah. eh? Well, I, I'm just saying that he is. I believe he's the real thing. Yeah. He's he's a. Per, I don't yeah. think I would be a person I would necessarily want to be friends with. Right. But the thing is, is I get his thing, and he is the real thing. Yeah. yeah. Whereas most of these people are just bandwagon jumpers. And I was listening to the latest um, uh, release of what's his name, the guy who died, the blind guy who died from Toronto. Healy. Yeah. I feel sorry for him because he didn't like what he he didn't like playing that stuff. Yeah. He's a jazz guy. Yeah, yeah. And he's a great jazz guy. Right, right. But he didn't like playing that stuff because he knew it was bogus. But he just did it anyway because that's how he made his living. Sure. But he was not he was not authentic about that his content of blues. Yeah. He was totally authentic about his jazz. Right. Totally. Yeah. Do you think you can authenticity is something? That just comes off the. You can feel it, or and maybe that's what hit you. I'm not sure. I, I know. I don't know the answer to that. I just know that I. I never wrote a song. I don't think I ever wrote a song that wasn't about something that was true. Right. And some people get my thing, and but most people never hear, hear my thing. So how are they going to get it? Right. Hmm. It's the same as your records. They don't. Your records don't get played on the radio. No, no, no. But there, luckily, there is no radio anymore, so we survive. <laughs> well, there, we but survive. there is the CBC, and the CBC yeah. still, uh, despite the the existence of uh, Randy Bachman, yeah. there is still some potential on CBC. There, is, there is. No, there certainly is. When I talk about the model shift, I'm are actually. You both, oh yeah. yeah, you both don't like Bachman. Uh, there's a thousand <laughs> letters back and forth at least. Like on, would on not the be the, uh, yeah, no, the no. appropriate. Word. We definitely <laughs> see eye to eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I tend to agree. Let's yeah. not we, go down that we, wormhole. We know we, how we feel. We agree. Listen, yes, I, I, the only thing I will say on the Randy Bachman side is that we are here doing this kind of pod, this podcast, in a way, as an answer to that. Right? It, it is an answer to 
the the idea that you you know you talked about this the activism side of things and you could you could sit sit around and complain about well, a situation I, I do or, things you know, about it or, though. Yeah, and I think I have, in, in a way this is I've tried to get him fired for oh, sure. Oh, same. I started a petition. Yeah. Same though. I think on our end, it's this is an answer in a way to that. It's you can do it yourself. It's an alternative to you can do stu- it yourself. Stupidity and self promotion. Industry tactics. That's what we're calling this thing. <laughs> okay, industry tactics. Industry tactics. I love it. So tell us. Love is good. Tell us when the first time you would have wrapped a cable would have been, and how did that feel? Like what? a cable, when you plugged in a cable. Oh, played electric guitar? Let's talk about it. I don't even remember because I'm an acoustic guitarist first and plugging in, I still play the same way. So I don't, some... I don't emulate anything. I, I'm a rhythmic player. Maybe I'll go back to this then. Industry tactics. What are three things you could teach the kids listening at home if they're looking to get into music? The most important thing about music and learning how to play music is listening. Right. That's the key. Yep. If if you have the ear, mm-hmm. you're already in it. Then all you have to do is say, what will I try? And then you can say to yourself, if you're going like this all the time, it might be drums. But if you're going like, it might be uh, any, a saxophone. It could be anything. So it depends. It's a natural thing. Mm-hmm. We're, a lot of us have the natural gift of, like birds. Yeah. We, some of us hum. Some of us go like this, which is what a woodpecker does. I mean, yeah. that's how it works. Yeah, you, you, it's funny. You know, I've there's a good documentary on um, like uh, what's his uh, cream drummer, uh, uh, Ginger uh, Baker. Ginger Baker, and he said the first time he played the drums, it was <laughs> pure blues, jazz drumming. Sat down, and he right said, away. he said, I knew right then I had a thing called natural time. He said he could beat it out naturally first time. Same here. I'm with, a natural. With, with the drums. Yeah, and I can't, I'm technically not a very good drummer, but I, when I, some of my records where I play drums, yeah. I'd play each drum one at a time yeah. to play the parts so yeah. I'd have it right. But the bass drum is a cinch because this is my, this is why I have this foot going here. <laughs> and it's probably leading to my Parkinson's. <laughs> Mendelssohn Joe. So yes. w- w- when did you become Mendelssohn Joe? How did oh, that that's, evolve? That's just a silly thing. Uh, I, I gave people different reasons why I changed my name. So I could give you a whole bunch of reasons that I gave people because they were fascinated with the fact that all I did was reverse my name. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not giving you any Fascinating. Responses. Yeah. And, but, but I mean, you, how, did, how did you start getting in? You, you said professionally. So how did, what happened when you... Well, you, I started, like, I expect... Do you play an instrument, Andrew? I grew up playing the piano, yeah. Okay. Most of us probably played originally for pleasure yeah pure pleasure is that your yeah case? i played for pleasure and my parents forced me to take okay lessons, but, but do you play now oh i have a piano in my house okay do you play for pleasure now i try to but it, it sometimes hard. okay you we're not talking about you necessarily <laughs> then we're talking about uh this man here yeah, yeah. friendly but, rich and myself yeah i play because i'm addicted right yeah i can't yeah. not you play i can't day. help it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah, yeah. so it's it's it was there were no drums in the house there was my sister's guitar away i went so in public school when we had little school yeah 
uh, uh, functions. And, and some of us were to get up and sing, Jesus loves me, yes, I know, for the Bible tells me so. Yeah. Uh, because we sang that every morning. Yeah. And so some of some people sang that. I'd get up and I'd play the guitar and I'd say, you ain't nothing but a hound dog. That's an yeah. Elvis Presley song. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he didn't write it, though. Right. But he sure did a good job of it. <laughs> there was a great recording you know, on his part. So uh, that was it. So you start, be, and you like the, the uh, attention. Yeah. And I admit right away when people go like this, when you're a child, you feel good. Yet I didn't like it when my parents said, when they'd have company, would you play us a song? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do it because I'm a fucking introvert. That's right. the problem with right. me. Right. You'd never believe that an extroverted speaker, as yeah. I appear to be, yeah. that I'm an introvert. So it's a weird combination. Yeah. So, and then as soon as I started playing music, then I'd find other kids to play with. And one kid had... had a, um, uh, cardboard boxes so he played the drums on his cardboard boxes yeah and there was another guy who was a better singer than i his name was don weir he was a really good singer okay i was i don't think of myself as a great singer so it starts that way because you do it for the pleasure it's pleasure mm -hmm. and then uh, when i was uh, um i started doing it for money when i played at a folk club in in Calgary in 64 mm -hmm. and they were paying me and then all of a sudden every all these fucking toilets in in Calgary wanted me to play for money <laughs> and I was making more money playing music than I'd ever made in my life well wow. at, at 19 I was 19 so that's when I started doing it for money and I haven't well I don't make money from it much anymore but the thing is that's where it started and and was it I often think of this as like the relationships you build with musicians, fellow musicians that you know and love. Was the idea behind some of that, like for me, I would say it's kind of like, I say this a lot, building a second family or, a, or, a, or, a, or an extended family. Did, well, I wish I could that? say that. No? No, I, I, I've reached the point where I understand that there are some people uh, who, with whom I play music, mm -hmm. I support their music sometimes mm -hmm. or they play on my records there are some people I, I actually have a social relationship with, but yeah. I'm not delusional about them being my friends. Mm. It depends on what the meaning of friendship. Friends, true friendship is love. Yeah. And I don't love a lot of people I work with, right. but I will right. work with them because okay. they're good at what they do. Yeah. And I require the highest level of professionality. Yeah, yeah. I don't love them, though, because I recognize our politics are different. They may clash. Okay. And politics is everything. Hmm. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Well, the, the bottom line is, is if you find out, most people will not reveal their politics to you if they're nervous about uh, the, their their own uh, their own uh, inner selves. Mm -hmm. uh, very few people are overtly open about what they think about one thing or another, uh, except certain types. The, the extroverts, uh, whether the extroverts are very, very well-spoken uh, people yeah. or sometimes they're complete idiots. The people who support Donald Trump are, are, Trump are a very special type of person. They're what I would call megala-ignoramuses. And, and, des and they're desperate. And the most frightening people are desperate mm. ignoramuses because they'll follow anybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's how Hitler succeeded, by the way. 
Yeah, there's a feeling. There's a feeling that. You, uh, so but, I can't be friends with people whose politics or who are who are passive. Yeah. Politically, because that means they're they're the anima. <laughs> they're the anima. They're the anima. Because so, passivity, people who will not stand up for something that that they'll, but they'll go along with anything. Mm. That's I have a problem with that, and I recognize I'm the problem. Right now, touching on that just a little bit, I'm looking behind, and that looks like you've painted a, a portrait of Edward Snowden. Up he's there. my hero. I nominated yeah. him for the Nobel Prize. Yeah. And he hasn't received it yet, but I sure hope he does. Right. Mm. So you think just, I mean, what whatever side of, of politics a person is on, I mean, obviously you have your political leanings, but being passive is the worst of all, regardless. Well, sitting on a fence means you'll follow Hitler. Right. And the same type of people, I'm not saying exactly the same type of people, but they're probably racist or anti-Semites or both. Right. People who are passive... They need someone to lead them who who reflects their ignorance usually. Right. That's how it works. Now I'm not saying all Germans were passive. There were a lot of Germans who who were horrified by Hitler, but they recognized at a certain point that they're going to be rounded up mm -hmm. for uh, being a collaborator with people who uh, were of the wrong persuasion. Right. Yeah. So. The people who are the most dangerous are the people who are passive, fence-sitting people who don't stand for anything except, don't kill me, please, don't right. murder me, please. Right, right. And I enjoy stealing from other people, so let, let, let's let's go and take people's property. Right, right. Because that, that was a real factor. Um, it, it's greed. Greed is a real factor with a lot of people. Right. How'd I do? It's great. Okay. This is dynamite, Joe. Dynamite? Dynamite. So, well, it's it's my best best so truth. Are you, are you comfortable? We have figs to his right and... We have who? We have figs to his right and I'm carrots carrot. to his left. He's eating a carrot. Um, and, uh, so you're 19 and you're making more money than you've ever made playing in Calgary. I couldn't believe it. And, <laughs> and I recognized what it meant right then and there. And I recognized right then and there being in show business is what it is. It's a business. Right, I understood sure. that. Right. Sure. Right. It's a business. And the people who who if if we we prevail in music, mm -hmm. they're going to want to make us into monkeys. Right. Who will do the same thing over and over so they can go to and from the bank and it'll be us they have to thank. Right. Yeah. Just like the God Gang. They want your money. Package it. Everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. And then uh so after what happened after Calgary? I became I came back to Toronto. Yeah. Uh, at the age of I guess twenty then. And you're at Yorkville would have been a big scene then. I played Yorkville for years. Yeah. I played all the folky dokey clubs, and then I started a group with Michael McKenna, who had advertised he wanted to start a blues band, and he ran an ad in the paper. I responded. We jammed right yeah. away. We knew we could do it. Right. Right away. Right. Like that. Just right. like Jimmy Reed in my mind. Right. I had no idea who he was or what he thought, yeah. and I got to know him as I've got to know everybody I've worked with over the years, mm. yeah. as they've got to know me, and some of them tolerate me. And so um, then I started a band with Michael McKenna called McKenna Mendelssohn Mainline. And in 1968, the Telegram, which is a newspaper, used to, it was um, went out of business 
and then it came, became the Toronto Sun, I think. Mm. Okay. I can't remember what it. Anyway, the 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 Telegram, which was a big Toronto newspaper, did a huge feature about us. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, we were playing Massey Hall in '68. We opened wow. for the Fugs. That was the first Massey Whoa. Hall date we ever did. And then we went to England, and then we made a, a, a good record. One of our one of the best things I ever did musically in England. In England, yeah. Because the blues was big there, blues rock and blues. That's why we music. went to England. It yeah. was my idea, yeah. and I because I recognized in Canada it was a kiss of death. Yeah, right. right. And and I wow. read that you, you uh, there was at that time in in England there was like Fleetwood Mac was still a blues band with Peter Green. I think so. And yeah, and the Yardbirds yes. were a big. No, the Yardbirds. I don't. Th- I didn't know the it, the b- blues bands in England. I guess Cream. Cream has already disbanded, I think. Right. Jimi Hendrix was still playing when we went over there. Right. And when I heard Jimi Hendrix, I understood Jimi Hendrix's playing. Right. Mm -hmm. Jimi Hendrix was a blues player, no question. Yeah. Yeah. And he had problems. So a lot of people have problems with fame. Fame is a pathology, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And it it is the most undiagnosed pathology I know of. Mm Mm-hmm. It's the worst, and it, it, it you're going to probably interview a lot of people who who have the sickness. This is fascinating. I What's mean, the truth? Yeah, you're we're kissing on Did it. Did you right? feel it? What? Did you feel that? Well, once you once you get once you start becoming pop stars, then you really notice things. I mean, the music was always all all that mattered to me. I didn't yeah. care about anything else, just the music. Yeah. So. As we became more successfully uh, successful with the, this record we made in England, we had made a, a, a demo tape before that in Canada, which was stolen, later released as a bootleg album. Mm-hmm. The, the behavior of the people in the group was what upset me. Okay. Right? So I, I went to a shrink in England, by the way. That's the, the only time I've been shrunk by myself. <laughs> um and then I realized, uh, with the help of the shrink, at, at near Victoria Station, I think it was called. I think it might have been called the Victoria Hospital. What I learned is is that I ain't gonna survive in this business right. being the way I am. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm on a different trip. When people become uh, famous, they become weird. Right. Not everybody. Yeah. But most. Yeah. So I I can't live in that zone. Yeah, and at that time there were would have been substances and substance abuse. Well, I took drugs. Right, and oh, there yeah. and there would have been a lot of a lot of excess. I was a conformist fool. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But did you, you were young. Yeah. Well, did, that's you no. Were young. I was a conformist in the sense that I did take drugs. Sure. But I haven't had a tattoo. Right. Good. Keep it clean. But you're you're clearly like a, a bit of an anti-establishment person personality. And did you? I did, didn't think of myself as did, that. You didn't I was, gravitate I was to that about in the 60s. What, what the truth of what I was doing? Right. Meant. Right. Yeah. The whole point of my existence. I'll just swallow. Yeah, I'll gargle while you're swallowing. This is making for really great. Hold on. The point of existence for me <laughs> is probably. Uh, I mean, I'm not suggesting that anyone should emulate me, but I believe that if I have a uh, a sense of conscience, mm-hmm. my pursuit of some sort of truth is essential for my well-being, 
and my self-respect. Yeah. And without that, what you are is a monkey. Right. And with no disrespect to Simeons, it's a, uh, I, I really don't uh, uh, want to denigrate um, Simeons, which are what are monkeys. I just don't want to be anybody's monkey. Right. End of story. All right. And that and th- is that kind of what business makes you into monkeys, unless you're the ru- you're the running the business. And so that means, in my case, when I started doing my own records after the band, yeah, I was completely free, uh, and uh, to fail or succeed. Yeah. And I, commercially, I'm a failure. Sure. Uh, co- total failure as a commercial. Celebrate it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm a celebrated we're here to, failure. We're here to clap. <laughs> we're here to I'm record you clapping for, for, for yourself. Celebrated yes. failure. We're with you. But you're you not alone. What? You're not alone. I made some good records. You did. And uh, that's all I can say. And I you, did my you, best. You have something in common with another one of our mutual friends, who? Bob Wiseman. Who Bob is the, that's right? why he and I are our friends. Yeah. Bob and I share an ethic. Yeah. And I also think he's a genius, which doesn't hurt. Yeah. Because it helps if you're dealing with somebody, if they have the capacity to understand the scope of the differences between people, yet can have mutual respect. That's the highest level of love. Sure. In my opinion. So yeah. I, I, help, I help Bob when I can, and he helps me when, we, when he can. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And Bob's a beautiful character. He and, is. And human in, a, in our lives, right? Bob's got balls. Thank you. <laughs> Now we get out here. So what you move out here in 2000. Were you painting? When did you start painting? 1975. Just an accident. I found them in the garbage. It's just an accident. And for, it was fortunate for me because when you make paintings, you don't need a, a, a whole system right. uh, to, to do anything. All you do in the, in the painting just sits there. Right, it's yep. right behind you. There's a painting there and it keeps sitting there. Yes. And I don't need a pimp. Unless I want to sell it, right? And yeah. some people, some people like Andy Warhol, he was his own pimp. And Lorena McKennett is the ultimate pimpette. She has succeeded over all artists as a commercial success. She pimps herself, okay. and I'm very humbled by her p- pimpetry. It's admirable. Yep, she's the master of the, the pimpettes. Nice. And Joe, how many were here in 2016? How many do you estimate? How many paintings have you made? Do you know? You can't. You can't imagine. I can't. No, because I'm. I'm. I because I am pathological. Yeah. I have to do it. Yeah. In order to stay sane. That's how I stay sane. So one of my questions for you that I had written down prior is when you a typical Joe day. Yep. Can you walk us through what it looks like out here in the beautiful Well, it depends EMS if I day? have any any uh, commitments to other people. Uh, uh, let's say commitment-free. We're fucking your day up royally with our lateness. <laughs> On a day where we're if, not in your hair. Okay, well, you, you, I don't consider you to be in my hair. Thank you. <laughs> that, that I consider you to be a serious man because I don't know Andrew or I slowly will learn Andrew... He's clean. He's a he, good man. He plays the piano, but he doesn't play it for the same reasons I do it because I need to do it. In other words, I have to do this. Yes. I have to play the guitar so I don't lose it because right. it's a physiological necessity. If you're as dexterous as I am, you have to use it right. or you lose it. Right. Same with the painting. So um, I'm lucky. 
I my big luck is is that I am inspired by where I live, and I'm inspired by Rob Ford as much as I'm inspired by um, Maud Barlow, who's right there. Okay. I'm inspired. I'm an inspired individual by existence, so it helps if you're nutty or you're the way I am, whatever I am. It helps if you're inspired by things. You, I know I can tell you're inspired by young people because of the work you do. So whatever you're going to do with your life, mm -hmm. you're a part of all that. All that is part of your DNA, all sure. the things you do. So it's, well, easy, it's easy. All you have to do is get up and do the job. And if you're lucky enough to be healthy, yeah. which is subject to some uh, changes in my life as I get older. Yeah. If you're healthy psychologically and yeah. physiologically, yeah. what do you want? We live in Canada. We don't even have the freak Harper anymore, so we don't have a fascist at the helm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm uh, to me, I'm rejoi I have not stopped rejoicing since, uh, since October 20th. That's the word he yeah. writes on I'm, all his letters. I'm fucking rejoicing it's as I It's the best, Joe. It's rejoice. so great. You know, if I took all those letters, there was such a level of at at one point I went I was really worried about you you know that the Harper really Harper made me sick for ten years yeah. almost ten years he made me sick it's so and, exciting to see you with well your hands I did a up. lot of paintings of Harper though yeah shit you did <laughs> I must have painted him I don't know twenty or thirty times and his wife too yeah and their cat yeah of course don't forget their cat oh that's what? that's the prop so so you do you feel like by painting him, you were exercising some some aggression towards yeah, I was him. Yeah, out for sure. Now, was it? There's know, a song I wrote, and it's called "Letting Out the Demons," respecting my reward. So when I paint a politician that I don't happen to respect, yeah, if I paint a picture of them, I am. It's. Do you know what art therapy is? Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend is an art therapist, so I know a bit about it. But I practiced art therapy since I was a child. I mm -hmm. didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. But when I played sure. the guitar, I was uh, uh, doing a medical pro uh, therapy on myself because I couldn't not get the pleasure. Every time I play this thing, I get pleasure. Right. right. So I used to write songs. I have a song in one of my recordings about Harper. It, it, I'm sure I sent it to you. It's on a CD called Canuckian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, Andrew, might might get pleasure from listening to my perspective on Harper. Mm -hmm. The song goes, Stephen Harper, he's a world-class hypocrite. He's a world-class meanie. He's a world-class weenie. <laughs> and it goes on from there. It talks about just how perverted this guy is. Right, right. And Canadians sat fence, yeah. tolerated this, yeah. this yeah. low-life fascist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your question? You've made it, though. I love this. I love the love fact that we're good. post that. Like you love made, is good. You know, you're even saying things to me in your new letters that are like, uh, if this Pope Francis keeps it up, I may go ca Catholic for a year. He is, he is the best Pope Wash ever. my feet. All he has to do is uh, give up the, the pedophiles for criminal prosecution, and I'll bear his child. That, no, I'm okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, I'm I'd with you. I'd rather inseminate me. I'm with you. Pick on someone your own size, right? No, okay, I'll that stop. Was, I would strike that from... I'll stop. We'll edit that one out. But I am with you. He's inspiring. And yeah. um, 
Listen, uh, uh, Joe has put his hands up for those of you listening at home. For the third home. time. For the third time. And with this shit-eating, corn-eating, corn he's eating carrots and figs-eating okay. grin on his face. So I, I thought of something, though. So you, you paint to exercise the demon, say, of, of Stephen Harper, and then and then you seem to paint landscapes as well. Beauty, yeah, so, beauty. It's so to celebrate. Is that I a like different women. feeling? Is that a different experience when I'm you're painting a landscape? Totally or, but yeah. the, the result is the same that you've... you've when I painted this picture, this is a landscape that most people, when they see it, they don't, they have no interest in it whatsoever. It's a perfect example of subtlety, mm -hmm. and uh, there, there are so many um, availabilities uh, that come from art, whether it's music or dance or uh, literature, anything. Yeah. People can derive enormous amounts of fulfillment, pleasure, mm -hmm. discovery. If they happen to notice things, which I do in subtlety, yeah. No. So it, yeah. you'll take you take whatever you can get. If I wake up with an erection, well, there I'm going to be painting tits that day, maybe. Right. So what else is there? Inspiration. I'm a mammal. Inspiration. It's whatever. Whatever you get, there there's an insp inspired work. That's a, a a what do you call that? A, an installation piece. Yeah, yeah. That that is a, a, a press going through the brain of a sheep's head. Or a lamb's head. Mm -hmm. Right. That's called religion. Did you make that? Yes. Well, I. I uh, you bought. You bought uh, the my sheep? neighbor. My na neighbor Len. Yeah. Uh, gave me gave me the press, which has a screw on the top to go through the head, and the the um, lamb was a gift from my girlfriend. So I put the lamb in the press and put the screw through the lamb's head, and that's called religion. So you you do you paint you play music. Yes. You do. Kind of installation, installation pieces. You write songs. You seem to to kind of embrace the land here in a big way. I do. And so and so, it's like you're you're an artist. Your life is is yeah, well, dedicated to yeah. That. What's new? What's what else is new? <laughs> yeah, I'm an artist. But it just happens that I'm an artist who does several things with the same commitment. Yeah. Some people dabble. You know, there are a yeah. lot of people who who pick up a, a, a paintbrush on Sundays. Yeah. That doesn't mean their art isn't good, but I, I do it because it's a medical necessity. Right. right. Well, you know, you, I, it would be a silly question for me to ask you if Go you ahead. consider yourself. Be silly. Well, I'm just thinking, like, do you? who cares how we define ourselves? But would you say that you're more a painter or a musician? Who it's cares, It's all the right? same. It is all the same. It's all Thank the same you. to me. Your 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 living your home is a is a piece of art. Like everything about you, I I just think, you know, one of the things that's interesting about you, Joe, is is connecting the dots between you know I'll get a I'll get a package, and I assume your record collection is probably next to nothing because you're too busy sending that great Keith Richards record to a friend saying listen to this. I gave it to him. You do yeah. this, eh? You mix yeah. you. Well, you, I thought he's, me... a, he's an amateur guitar player, okay. and I thought that he might like it. And that's nice. Uh, uh, it, you do that a lot. You, well, you, you I, mix... I give a lot of gifts to yeah. people. Yeah. When I when I hear a record that I like, yeah. As I did uh, with uh, Mimi Obonsuin. Do you know Do you know who she is? No. Mimi Obonsuin. This is probably my favorite new Canadian artist that I've ever heard. The the greatest. He. I put her in the same league as Bob Wiseman. Okay. Or um, uh, who's what was his name? Uh, right away. Or Jane Sibri. Okay. Uh, uh, Mimi Obonsuin. Uh, I heard her on CBC. There we go. There's hope. There's hope. 
It was on CBC. I can't remember the program. Okay. But I do remember when I heard it, I said, uh, I, I said, this I must. And what did you do after I, you heard I it? I probably wrote to Mark Rayom, who's in the music, in the in the business of screening music that yeah. comes through. Yeah, yeah. And he likes me to the extent that I asked him to give me uh, access to Mimi Obonsawin. Mimi Obonsawin's a kid. Uh-huh. I don't know what her age is. She's uh-huh. probably, she strikes me as being at probably 20 or yeah, so. Yeah, sure. She writes songs and co-writes them with a guy who produced her record. Uh-huh. And I bought, right away I sent her a hundred bucks. Uh, anybody whose music yes. I like, I send We know that about you. And then you. I just disseminate it to people. It's beautiful. Nobody does this. Well, I do it. It's it, beautiful. But the thing is, is uh, at this point, no one I know has responded to, I sent one to Ben Mink, and I haven't heard from Ben Mink about it. And Ben Mink's got real taste. He yeah. work, he works with me, he's a violinist. Yes, of course. And um, this is the greatest record, I, I'm trying to think, the last great record was, what's his name, uh, Detour Home, and Bob Wiseman's uh, last one with uh, the, the song about... Uh, Robert Chikansky. Yeah, yeah, great stuff. Yeah. Yes. This this is a, a masterpiece record, in my opinion. Yeah. And I'm not a, a critic. I just, because the content, the lyrics are so great. I'm not her pimp. I don't want anything. Sure, there's nothing to gain. Her name is but... Mimi Obonsawin. Okay, thanks for sharing. I think she's First Nations. You're big on, I know, I love that. I, I really love, so one of my things, that, I, I another have one, question. one left, I'll give it to you. I'd be honored. I'll, I'd be honored. Remind me when I get okay, up. I will. I, I can't reach will. it from you here. He's, he's, he, we've got him locked in here. Joe, you're. Are you online? Are no, you on the internet? I don't compute. How do you get your information? Yeah. I have a TV right there. Right. And I get CBC. Nice. And I get CBC Radio, and that's it. And who like? And Toronto Star. Toronto Star. There's no noise. Delivered. And there's no noise. Like I, I, I. I don't think it's necessary. You're very connected. You're well, very connected. Well, I'm connected to the extent that I recognize that there are uh, benefits to having a computer that I don't have. Bob Wiseman's always trying to get me sure. hooked up to the sure. the NAT and all that. But I know I'm on the on the internet. You I'm, are. I'm on the YouTube and I'm on the, the Twitter, Facebook, and yeah. I'm all that shit. But I don't have anything to do with it. That's my my. Uh, I was going to say my pimp hat uh, takes care of it. We're going to edit that out. Joe has everything to do. Karen with, Robinson, on, he's on my, Twitter. My art dealer takes yeah. care of all that. Yeah, and so who else? You, you, you're one of your. I'd hate to see two things: your phone bill because you're you're constantly calling. Who did no, you just I, call? I have, I'm on a. Uh, you got a plan? You're yeah, okay. Yeah, you're smart. Sixty nine dollars a month. Okay, okay, that's nice to hear, and then. Who else are you pen pals with? So who are some of your longtime pen pals? Um, like letters are big in your world. Right? I can't be the one only the, one. I can't you're be one the... of the serious ones. So Honored. Uh, well, I've got you. the box. I've got a box, a banker's <laughs> box <laughs> full. Okay. Um, I don't... I write to a lot of people, artists, yeah. who, with whom I commune. For example, in Toronto, there's a, an illustrator who is a master illustrator, which means she's pen and ink, mm. and she uh, would have done stuff for everything from all the big magazines when yeah. magazines existed, uh, 
I think she, New York Times, uh, all kinds of, uh, and she has a book uh, that, that I would describe as very political and very feminist. I'm a feminist, by the yes. way. So uh, her name is Gail Geltner. So I communicate with her on a regular basis as I communicate with you. And um, I'm trying, you're putting me on the spot. And it's there okay. are a lot of people that I do write to that I'm interested in. But, for example, um, most of the people that I'm interested in have much busier lives than I have because they have children. And people who have children, uh, the children come first, and so mm -hmm. they should. Mm -hmm. So, But I do communicate with a lot of different people, and um, I'm, I'm just trying to think who's a regular... I would think of you as a person with whom I commune regularly, even yeah. if it's only once every two months. Yeah, or we three try months. our best. We do our best, right? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. we yeah. do what we do. Yeah. So, but I I enjoy um, writing letters uh, to people that I care about, and I, I think it's beautiful. Well, it's, <laughs> I think it's beautiful. I'm all you know. I I really get excited by by mail. Oh yeah, but when I look in that mailbox and there's a Joe letter, you know it because it's it, it it's painted right. It's easy. Well, it's not painted, but it well, feels it's colorful. Maybe it's very colorful and sharpied out, and I it's write an to, exciting. I write to people that I'm not friends with. For example, yeah, I, yeah, I, I write specifically to uh, Steve Pakin. Do you know who he is? You're not friends with Steve Pakin? No. I'm not friends with a lot of people, but I respect uh, Steve Pakin and I respect Anna Maria. Tremonti. He came here. He interviewed yeah, you here yeah, on his old show. So but I'm not friends with him. I'm what not kind of a letter would you send Steve Pagan? Not a not a get your shit together letter. You sometimes, love... yeah, sure, whatever. But usually it's because he's done something very well. As okay, Terry Good. Molesky at the CBC would do, or or uh, Anna Maria Tremonti does on, on a very regular basis. So I write to a lot of people, but that okay. doesn't mean they write to me. Okay. I don't think they could care less, but the, uh, some of them recognize that... They care. I at some they, level. Yeah. Anna Maria Tremonti is, yeah. works so hard at oh, what, what she a, does. And, and the people who support her. Yeah. I mean, this is a woman who achieves great things for Canada yeah, in does. English language. She's a one I don't of know kind. if she's bilingual. I'm not sure. She's a one of a kind, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. I know you love so, her. and I, say, I do I love her. I think she's great. And she's I've never fantastic. met her. Yeah. And, and I probably never will. Yeah. So it could be anybody who's doing something significant. So uh, especially there's, uh, for example, um, there's a woman who writes for the Toronto Star named uh, Carol Gore. Do, yeah. you, do you read the Toronto Star? No, not do much. Do you, Andrew? Yeah, I was a subscriber for a long time. Okay, I still subscribe. Yeah. I, I moved, so I, and then I wasn't reading them enough, so I just had to cancel. Well. But I still read the Star. My friend writes for the Star. Who? Alex Boutelier. He writes uh, uh, Alex Boutelier, you might call him as well. I don't, I don't know he's the name. A, he's the a correspondent on the Hill. Okay. Okay, well, I, I'm, I confess I don't know the name, but the thing is I do read... Yeah. Uh, I'm very. That's where I get a, a information, mm -hmm. and uh, sometimes, for example, I took clip, clip this out of today's star uh, as yep. a, a 
pro prospective yeah, I individual see who I, I might paint. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he's. I think you've got to exercise that demon because that's. Well, he's he's terrifying me, uh, and yeah. I think he's probably terrifying a lot of women because of his position. And on, Republicans, on, on, I think. <laughs> and Republicans. Thank you, Andrew. That that was worth fifty bucks. I owe you fifty bucks. <laughs> All right. That, I owe him fifty bucks. Joe's a man of his word. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Watch out. Um, Joe, what 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 I I want to ask you so much. What what? Uh, let me take a break. What do you think of in terms of uh, where do you want to carry this podcast to? Um, we can go so many you, places with Mendelssohn Joe. Yeah, here. I mean it's just it's just uh, I don't know. I'm it's fascinating because I've we kind of I don't in, want to bore anybody. We it's filled not, in we filled in the not. picture between England and then I guess um, McKenna okay. Mendelssohn mainline wrapped uh, up in, then I in became, the 70s. Then I became uh, uh, Mendelssohn Joe, yeah. technically in 1975. Yeah. Changed my name from Joe Mendelssohn. Yeah. yeah. So, um, in terms of painting, you have no formal painting training? I'm self-taught everything. Self-taught everything. I'm dyslexic. Dick's Lessick. Dick's yeah. Lessick. And did you paint that painting over there by the lamp? Which painting? The Of the woman? Yes. Yeah. See, oh, that's... Yeah. It's, a, it's a... I mean, you have a, a very... Recognizable style, yeah, oh yeah, and but oh a lot yeah. of and like you said, subtlety I think is like clearly there. I, I I'm amazed that you're self-taught just because you must have done it a lot. You must have painted. Well, I've been a, painting a, probably every day of my almost every day of my life since 1975. The the if you're lucky, mm -hmm. if you're you have an appetite for something, whatever the appetite is for, whether you want to bake mm -hmm. cookies or you want to paint pictures of cookies, mm -hmm. if you have an appetite and you recognize that you have the appetite, that's a gift because you've recognized you have the appetite. Right. That's one. Yeah. And the appetite could be writing a book or t speaking truth, yeah. mm -hmm. becoming a stand-up comic, or working as a plumber. It doesn't matter. It's all the same. Right. Once you have the appetite, you have to respect the appetite. I've been blessed with the fact that how I get to function and stay sane in a world that's crazy... Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's crazy, crazy, crazy. I figured it out. I play that guitar while the paint's drying. Mm -hmm. And then that painting gets done. Mm -hmm. And I look at it and I say to myself, how could I do that? Yeah. How could I have figured out how to do that? How can I do that? This painting is quite amazing, actually. And the subtlety, I think the sky is an yeah. amazing... Yeah. You've captured the sky at that hour I perfectly. told Andrew when we drove in here... Thank I, you. I said, uh, when I look at these woods, I think of you. I think of well, you. Because you've captured them in well, such I'm a in unique I, way. I, You're I'm in, in it. it up, up to my eyeballs and further. So the thing is, is Andrew, mm. if you do something enough, and I'm not saying you should... I'm not trying to push the piano or anything. Mm -hmm. I don't own a piano. Mm -hmm. I play piano on my records. I don't own any drums, and I play drums on my records. I can play any instrument, but it takes a while to be good if you're trying to play a fretless instrument like right. a violin or right. a, right. a stand-up bass. But I can do it because I, it's just a question of what do you want. Right. And in my case, I've found a degree of comfort in making visual art because I... It's actually extremely easy for me because I've mm. been doing it for so long. I know how to do it. Right. So, if you know how to do something technically, yeah, and you know, and you're still inspired by doing it, why not do it? Yeah. And you are still inspired by doing it, right? Totally. It's now, it's a gift. 
The gift, the gift is, is why are you here? The gift is, why did you drive here? Why did you come? Why did you interview Hoxley? That's your gift. You're doing your gift. You, you, it's you. You don't do things. Just you're not making. You're not getting rich. No pun intended. From this, <laughs> you're you're doing this because you think it's important. I do. I, I'm out here to and celebrate. And I presume the same of you. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. I'm out here to celebrate. I mean, you know, it, it's um. This we, is, we talked earlier with Hoxley. This about, is your life. Yeah. Yeah. What? And you, what did you, you, Hoxley you, you say? Inspi- you, you both. You. But, you, you, but you, our relationship is very special, and I. I you inspire, but it, I see, you know, the paths and decisions you've made, right? Um, I'm lucky. I mean, I'm a, it's a serendipitous path. Mm-hmm. I found the paints in the garbage. It only happened because <sighs> I found them. And, and you know, one of the things, that, the other themes that we talked about, and I, 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 I see this, outsiders, right? I mean, you're, you're, we're out here. In the woods, in your home. Well, that I would think be truly outsider, outsider right? Yeah, I'm I literally live. But cultural out. too. I spend you, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but I've been an outsider. Yeah. In the music business, be, I would say, when I left Mainline, mm-hmm. I became an outsider the next minute. Yeah. Not the next day. Right. It wasn't because a gradual. Because I recognized thing. I don't belong with these people. Right. And they and it's not as if they did me harm. By the way, I don't want to mislead okay. anybody. Yeah. These people did me no harm. I didn't belong with them because I recognized I didn't belong. That was not the way to get outsiders, your creativity outsiders out. Outsiders, Rich, don't yeah. belong. Mm-hmm. Sure. But, yes, they do. And you found a way to... Found, Joe, Joe, Joe. Found belonging. Joe, where we are here, you feel comfortable. You are... This is your... In, in your space here, this is where you can churn out the most Joe possible. You... You are you're, you're you've preserved this. You've you've had to probably fight to make yeah, this happen. Do, but I did it in storefronts of for course. years. I lived in total horrible places for years. It can you it can, can make art anywhere. in a closet. Got you. Got All you. I have to do is if there there are no lights in the closet, you can memorize your lit, your write a poem in your head and remember how to say it, and yeah. you can write a whole book of poems in a dark closet. Right. Right. If you're it can an be artist, done anywhere, eh? Yeah. I would yeah. say I would say that the key is is figuring out why you're here. <laughs> yeah, but don't you don't you think like I, what I'm trying to touch on there is don't you think like when you made the decision to come out here? Yeah, but I moved here because of love. I actually uh, took okay. a chance. Uh, I had made a lot of mistakes with relationships in my life, yeah. and I thought I found a girl for me. Okay, that's why I moved here. I could have moved to anywhere. Okay. But it would have been the country somewhere. Okay, that's uh, that's all. That okay. No. That's really nice to know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think love is uh, uh, an opera operative word in my life. Yeah. Imagine the song is about that. Yeah. Yeah. John Lennon figured it out. Yeah. He was an outsider. Right. Right. He didn't figure it out right away though. It took him a while. Yeah. I think his uh, his wife probably helped him. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Yoko. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Welcome. We, we love done? you. Yeah, we yeah, love you. Yeah, it was so okay. fun. Well yeah. done. Well done. Good. That was uh, that was a fascinating in- in- interview with Mendelssohn Joe. Thanks, Joe, for letting us into your house, and Andrew for for coming along on that road trip. Uh, good, clean fun. 
And if you do want to send us, as Joe would call it, some lunage, please support the show. Go to patreon.com slash industry tactics. Or why don't you go to Twitter and uh, at industry tactics. Share with us some of the tactics you might have learned in this conversation, which is what's the first tactic? Don't be late. See you next time, friends. Yeah.